Good day and welcome to this episode of Savor Thy Flavor. I am your hostess, aka your sister in flavor. Definitely trusting that you are enjoying your day. That you have somehow embraced an experience in the last 24 hours that has perhaps inspired you. Maybe that was a meal that you enjoyed. And at this moment, as you're listening, I invite you to really be aware of your state of being and your ability to be present just for the next few moments. And if you're not able to continue listening at this moment, um, maybe you'll come back and listen to this in its entirety. But if you are able to listen to this and this is not going to be a very long episode it's going to be actually pretty brief I simply would like to encourage you to reconnect with your food on a different level elevate your respect for your food to new heights something really significant and powerful occurs when we begin to recognize the power that food possesses and how it can influence our life and how it can boost our energy, how it can nourish us truly at our core, how it can affect us mentally, physically, spiritually, and how it contributes to our overall well-being. Food is a force. It is definitely a force. And it is that one substance. It is the sustenance that we all have in common. It's something that we unite over. We can all, you know, groups of people can unite at a table and truly embrace and enjoy the moment when food is present. And you know what that's like. You've been to gatherings where... You know, there are people there that you love and care about and everyone's eating together and having good conversation and the ambiance is right and the flavors are delicious and the aromas are in the air and oh my goodness, you feel as if you don't have a care because you are there. You are present with it. You are fully savoring thy flavor of the moment. And I'm simply encouraging you to do more of that To you, I tip my hat because when you think about your experiences with food from the time you were a child to this very moment, to whatever it was that you last ate, you've definitely evolved. Your tastes, preferences, you know, your flavor preferences have changed. Perhaps you've dramatically changed what you eat um, and why you eat, how you eat, when you eat. This is such an intimate experience and it's really to our advantage to become more conscious and aware of our eating patterns and the types of food that we may or may not, you know, just kind of default to in different situations. Are we grazing more often, aka snacking over truly savoring a meal? And I will give you this this one example. The other day, my husband and I were talking and he brought up the subject of grazing versus savoring. And um, 
he made a really good point, you know, it's like, yes, you can enjoy snacking, you know, kind of eating a little of this, a little of that throughout the day. And, you know, these little snacks might be, you know, pretty tasty. But there is something special. And, and, and I'm just recalling that particular day when we were talking because I believe that I had fasted that morning. I wasn't, I hadn't eaten and I was kind of just like waiting to savor dinner. Um, because I had some, I had a plan, I had a recipe in mind and I was like, okay, I'm going to make this with such love and just gratitude and all good vibes. And I'm really going to thoroughly enjoy dinner. And so that is precisely what actually occurred. And so I experienced, and that's not the first time, but on this last occasion, it was really, really powerful because I had given myself that, that gap between you know, the time that I actually consumed my first official meal of the day. And it just made me, and has always, whenever I do that, and maybe you can relate, you know, when you've either intentionally fasted or maybe you just didn't eat all day and then you're like, dang, I need to eat. I'm hungry now. And whenever you do eat, you are more able to fully enjoy it. The flavors, it seems like sometimes like are intensified versus if you graze and snack all day and then you eat dinner it's kind of like okay i'm eating again you know and there's really no genuine connection to it and that's what i'm talking about is about that connection re-establishing that intimate connection with our food because in a fast-paced society it's very especially you know obviously with fast food i mean you can drive up pick up something you know if that's your thing if you enjoy fast food. I know at one point I did, and I tell you all about it in an episode titled Fast Food Confessions. I invite you to listen, but I've evolved and, you know, I don't eat fast food now, but when I used to, I know that feeling, you know, of just, you know, snacking throughout the day and just um, actually, you know, doing some emotional eating. And perhaps, you know, as you're listening, maybe you can identify points in your life where you you know you've eaten for emotional reasons and that's okay because I think that's something we we've all done it's you know it's just definitely to our advantage to be able to identify why we're eating in any given situation is it because we're really hungry is it because we're just doing it to entertain ourselves is it because we're somehow bored is it because we're at a social gathering and everybody else is eating Is it because you're sitting in a movie theater and you feel obligated to get popcorn because that's just what you do when you go to the movies or, you know, whatever the situation is, there are so many reasons why we eat. And there is actually an episode I did on that. It is titled Why We Eat Part One because at some point I'll do a part two. This is not that episode, but um, you can check that one out as well. But there are so many different contributing factors here um, as to what degree we are connecting to our food in any given moment you know if you're one who just takes a really quick break maybe you have you know maybe you're working a job and you've got like 30 minutes lunch and you just take that quick break and you just kind of inhale your food very quickly and you don't feel like you can savor it um you know that's definitely that's something that a lot of people experience. I definitely, you know, remember what that's like, you know, having just a set amount of time for a lunch break, working a nine to five, and you 
don't have time to really savor it. At least I really didn't feel like I could truly savor it in half an hour. But we can actually, and it's to our advantage to create these moments whereby we can truly savor the flavor of the food in front of us and truly allow ourselves to connect with it. You know, after you fix your plate, whether it's something that you've cooked or maybe you brought home some takeout, take a moment the next time you eat and look at your plate before you just take the fork and start digging in or the spoon whatever the case may be just acknowledge the presence of all of those different ingredients that have so beautifully come together to perform this flavor dance on your palate begin to look at eating from a different perspective It's really going to change a lot, I can say. If you're not already one who does this and maybe you're listening like, oh my gosh, that sounds too deep. Like, I don't, I just eat. You know, when I'm hungry, I don't go through all of this, like thinking about it, intentionally staring at it or anything. I just eat. And that's okay. This is simply a suggestion. I'm suggesting to you to allow yourself to experience the results of connecting with your food and I believe there are many ways that you can initiate that and that begins with just your gratitude level for the food that you eat for the ability to be able to go to the supermarket and you know and pick out your groceries and you know be able to plan a meal and know that those ingredients are readily available for you to to access so easily you know, whatever the case may be. Maybe, you know, you are one who gets, you know, your vegetables and stuff from a farm nearby or something. And that's awesome because actually being connected to a farm where your food comes from enhances your overall experience with that food uh, in a very powerful way, definitely. Or maybe there's a certain, you know, local market that you go to, a smaller store, so it's not a supermarket. And you know the people who who own it or who work there and pardon me they make you feel welcome every time you go maybe they know exactly you know some of the favorite ingredients that you pick up when you're there you know if it's like a meat market or something they know what cut of beef you like and maybe they set aside certain ones that are really good that they know you'll like like all of these things contribute to the overall experience And it's truly the people involved as well in our eating process that can enhance it. Those that you sit to enjoy a meal with, you know, what is the conversation you have? Uh, You know, you can recall those moments when you've been around at a table with people that you really enjoy the conversation and the ambiance and everything just seemed right. The food was a delight and you were just there with it. And that was a beautiful moment. And I'm encouraging you to allow yourself to create and experience more of those moments. Because it's these, it is these very type of things that enhance our overall well-being. Eating in itself is a social experience. It can be, you know, there are people also who like to eat by themselves and who don't enjoy being around other people, you know, while they eat. And that's okay. We're all so different, and the main thing is to respect one another. You know, respect your fellow man. You know, doesn't mean you have to agree with everything, but 
when it comes to eating, I definitely know that it's to our advantage, especially, you know, when it comes to our, you know, dietary needs or preferences, you know, with different movements that have occurred over time, you know, where, you know, certain people want to go vegetarian and then vegan and there's meat eaters and um, pescatarian and there's all these different forms of eating styles, keto and paleo and la-di-da and la-di-da. They're all just titles for how we choose to eat based on our bio-individuality and to respect one another for what we eat and not try to you know, manipulate or make anyone feel bad or guilty for what they eat. Like, that's all foolishness. If it works for you, it works for you. And stay true to you. Like, do your thing. We are all so different, but that's what makes our world so beautiful. And when it comes to food, that's why it's so powerful, because you can have people at a table. You could have a vegan, a vegetarian, and a meat eater all sit around at a table if you know, if they're being served what they can eat and the vibe can be high. Like everybody can just be cool and just eat the food that they enjoy. It's not about, you know, anybody trying to get, you know, somebody to eat how they eat. Definitely educate yourself on what you're choosing to consume, you know, know what you're eating, why you're eating it, perhaps where it comes from, do your research, make your own choices. The bottom line is we're all so different and that's okay. That is okay. And, you know, I just, again, I just felt really compelled to say these things that I've just said. (laughs) Basically, reconnect with your food on a deeper level. Appreciate it. Celebrate it. Be grateful for it. Let gratitude be that that reigning emotion, that, that reigning vibration and frequency that is running in and through you as you consume your food because this is going to enhance your overall attitude which determines your altitude and so starting with the food that you eat it's going to contribute to your highest good in many other areas and so being mindful and aware of how your bad your body reacts and responds to different you know types of food definitely being aware making any necessary adjustments as needed and you know just being mindful of your body and its different cycles and you know you may go through a phase where you only want to eat vegan or you just want to consume a lot of meat or whatever the case may be again listen to your own body do what's best for you and Uh, that's how it should be for you and me. The human family. Respect for one another. Being grateful for this substance that we call food, that we all have in common, that we all enjoy. Come on. We all like to eat. Yes, some of us eat a lot simpler than others. Some of us like spicy food. Some of us like sweet food. Some of us like salty food. You know, it just, okay, fine. That is wonderful. That is just beautiful. And there's something for everybody. And there's no one who can cook a meal for you better than you. And I will say this from experience because I, being one that did not cook at all back in the day, 
if you haven't heard the episode get to know me better i encourage you to listen to it it's like the second episode i i did um i didn't cook had no interest in it but i loved to eat and i was always searching for that that flavor that would satisfy me to the core and with all of the food that i used to eat out at different restaurants as good as it was never truly hit hit the spot like my own food does and granted i had to learn how to cook and learn about spices and seasonings and techniques and all these different things and a lot of you know the knowledge that i've gained has come through hands-on experimentation i did go to culinary school but just for but a semester i learned a lot but i'm definitely i value my own personal intimate moments in the kitchen whereby i have experimented with flavor and different techniques and so on to develop or further develop my palate because i believe that you know ever since i was a little girl I've had a very hypersensitive uh, sense of taste and I've always had a discerning palate and it's only evolved over the years. But I have had to come into the authenticity of who I am now as a chef as a result of experimenting with so many flavors outside of my own kitchen because um even as a child, you know, I didn't eat at home a lot. Yes, there were meals cooked at home every now and then but predominantly you know we ate out as a family and so i've just experienced so many different flavors and ambiances and oh yes i've had so many experiences i encourage you to listen to the episode titled memories of street food that's a good one cuz i talk about you know just street food cuz i've had a lot of it and The reason why I shared all of that is because, you know, each of our experiences with food are so different. You know, we come from different places, different countries, different cultures. We eat different types of food for different reasons, and we prefer certain flavors over others because of, you know, a lot of it can be linked back to how we were raised. Uh, granted, we can evolve and definitely change our palate, transform rather our palates. and enjoy totally different foods than we ever thought that we could. I was just saying to my husband the other day, you know, back in the day if someone had told me to try a lentil taco, I would have been like, "What? Give me a Taco Bell taco." You know, just out of ignorance of how a lentil could be transformed into a taco filling is why I would have responded that way. But now I know that a lentil taco is so much better. This is my opinion than a Taco Bell taco now at this point in my experience. And I know how to create the flavors that I'm actually desiring. I it's it's it comes natural for me now and I'm so grateful. I am so grateful. It's like a dream come true. It's like the dream restaurant I would have wanted to go to all of those times when I was seeking those flavors to satisfy that mm, that craving to now be able to create those flavors for myself i am a living example that you can actually do that should you choose to it doesn't mean you have to become a professional chef or go to culinary school or anything like that but i do believe that the best meals some of the best meals that you can have can be cooked by you do you know how to read do you have a kitchen Do you have two hands that are able to function 
to prepare a meal, then you can cook. You can look up a recipe, you can look flip through an, an actual recipe book, which is quite an experience. I still like books, just old school, hard back, paperback books. Because when you don't have digital discipline, and even if you consider yourself to have digital discipline, going online and searching for information, especially recipes, you will just be faced with, uh, oh my goodness, an abundance of choices. And it could be easy to become distracted and end up, you know, caught up in the web, basically. You know, you've seen like spider webs in like random corners. You see all kinds of insects that have been all caught up in the web. That's what it feels like if you don't have digital discipline and you go online searching for something and it leads to something else. You know what it's like. We all do. We've all been there. But that's why I said books are cool. You can you can definitely get inspiration from cookbooks. Um, if you have a library near you, you know, definitely suggest visiting your local library. Go specifically to the cookbook section and just plan on spending a few moments there. You know, it's quiet. It's just the library can be a very peaceful place. It can ground you in a sense. Find some good cookbooks. I recently did that, actually, and I, I'm very pleased with the selection that I got because I... Wow, yeah, the books I got are really, really good. I'm reading about Israel, um, Israeli cuisine. It's a book titled Israeli Soul by Michael Solomonov. I think that's how you pronounce his name, and Stephen Cook. And it's just really good. But I encourage you, you know, go maybe check out some books that will inspire you to get in the kitchen. And also analyze your kitchen go in your kitchen allow yourself to be present take a look around and see what you can change um i did an episode on that uh your kitchen space i don't remember the exact title but you can find that and listen to it and it just simply encourages you to embrace your kitchen space and to how you can enhance it to better you know serve you in your cooking process and to set a mood for you as you cook your food because I believe that the energy that you experience from the consumption the actual eating of your food begins with your cooking and how you how you cook like what state of being you're in definitely has an influence so there are many factors that play a role in how you connect or rather can reconnect with your food and how you eat and um definitely have some tips for you in an episode titled set the mood for good food it's an episode where i just give you some practical tips on how you can set up a restaurant like environment and ambiance in your home you know if you frequently eat out but you'd like to eat at home a lot more then that episode is going to give you some tips on how you can create that environment so you can feel like you're out but you're actually in and sometimes you have to go in to really experience that truly gratifying thing, whatever that may be. Go in, tune in, dine in, at home, be in your zone. 
and really hone in on eating more consciously, mindfully, being grateful, being present, admiring and celebrating all of the ingredients that come together to present themselves as a meal to you. And when you are the one who is preparing that food in that manner with that perspective, then you're going to experience what I call high food, right? doesn't have to be infused with cannabis for you to feel high. High food is when it's prepared with a high vibrational energy and it's then experienced as such when you consume it. You can feel it. Come on. I've been creating some really high vibrational foods for the last three days um, as of the time this was recorded and I've experienced some flavors that are completely new to me. I've been inventing some recipes and doing some things up in the kitchen that have me on a level of just supreme gratitude for the ability to do that and the openness, the receptivity to these downloads I'm getting in terms of recipes and how to combine different things and to utilize new techniques and new ingredients. Wow, to create the wow for the palate like I've personally been experiencing this and I think that's what inspired me to do this episode because I know that you can experience the same and granted you may not cook the foods that I cook you know you don't maybe you just don't have any clue where to start again the inspiration will come to you if you're open and receptive to this message of reconnecting on a deeper level to your food then you can start to expect to meet people. Perhaps, you know, you'll meet different people who love to cook or watch a show or come across a book or an article or whatever. You're going to start to be provided with the tools and resources that you need to pull this all together for yourself to be more mindful of your eating and to embrace your cooking process or to rather maybe even emerge into cooking if you don't already cook. Uh, this could be a, a brand new chapter in your life uh, in terms of experiencing your own culinary creations and really tailoring everything to your flavor preferences. And wow, just experiencing the joy that comes as a result. Yes, that is my my sincere desire for you to not just eat to savor don't just eat savor go forth and enjoy a most delicious day and as always i am sending much love and flavor your way